I would like to welcome all of you in the precious name of our Lord. I'm happy that you have come and that from near and far whoever is here today for the first time could you please stand up do we have brothers and sisters in our midst who are here today for the first time welcome Nineteen. The Lord bless you in our midst. And we hope that also the brethren stood up from Canada and from Atlanta and from Kiev and from wherever you have come. Just feel at home in our midst. We are, of course, a great family. And the children of God, the sons and daughters of God, they are, of course, scattered all over the earth. Just feel at home. Then we have greetings. I wrote it down. Australia, Edmonton, Canada. British Columbia, Montreal, Finland, Denmark, Nairobi, Zimbabwe, Johannesburg, Cape Town, Brazzaville, Dr. Mbie, Lubumbashi, Philippines, Nepal, India, Pakistan, Burkino Faso and also Brother Moses from Atlanta is greeting you. Then from Abidjan and our Brother Song is also sending greetings. Greetings from Switzerland, Italy, from Benin, from Moscow, from Moldavia, from Uzbekistan, Ukraine, and Bolivia. Just so nice. And Bielorussia, Brother Schmidt just told me now. And should I have forgot one country, just be sure that God does not forget anyone. He knows where we are all staying and who we all are. Now, before I give you a report, I would like that our brother Idoni comes to the front, that he prays with us. Brother Idoni, he was together with me in Cuba. He went before me and he arranged the meetings and we are just grateful to God for such brethren who are taking their time and who are available for the Lord. Let us stand up, give a greeting and, a, and pray. I, give, I bring you greetings from all from Havana. From the other city. 
Donc, euh, vous, vous avez les salutations de Cuba. Now you received the greetings from Cuba. The Lord blessed us richly. And he has given what is necessary for salvation. And he also lets, lets go forth the call there before the end comes. God has his work. The Lord bless you. God bless you. Beloved Heavenly Father, we are very grateful to you for the grace which you bestowed upon us. We thank you for what you have done for us in the past year. You have kept us in your word. And the year which has started, and you will start with us, with your word, because we thank you with all our hearts. We thank you in particular. A bit, a bit more precise would be better. Just continue. We are opening our hearts as your servant Paul has preached so that your word can find a place in our hearts. This we ask tonight. As your servant is here, open our hearts. May your word fall deeply into our hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you. You may be seated. It's just so nice that especially our brothers from the Congo, as from no other country, are busy in other countries, just going on their way, carrying the word or making special arrangements for meetings. Really, in the last meeting in Cuba, the, I really didn't know whether I should enter into this building or not, because this music was so disturbing and so loud, with uh, drums and all kinds of instruments. And I told the brethren, does it make sense at all that we enter in this building, a Pentecostal charismatic meeting, all the women in trousers, it was just a tohu wahobu. And then I just, nevertheless, I asked our brothers that they should ask 
that as soon as I come in, that there's one song sung and then the prayer, and then the word should be preached. And that's how it happened. And the word was rich. And the word was powerful. And after the word was no music at all any, anymore. But 32 persons have left their addresses and they would like to receive brochures and sermons and literature of what God is doing right now. They would like to know more. would like to thank our brother Idoni for the preparations which he made in Cuba. We thank all the other brothers who also are busy to carry the word of the Lord or to make arrangements. I myself, I had the great privilege in the year 2009 to visit 21 countries and of them six for the first time. And if we counted right, One has now the possibility in the Internet, all my journeys, one can take it from the Internet with date, with a flight number, Frankfurt, Bangkok, Zurich, Nairobi, wherever it might be in all over the world. Just pushing a few buttons and since 1990, every flight which I made with the three airlines, Lufthansa, Swiss Air and Austrian Airlines, can be taken out from the computer. One can follow up exactly where the journey went and on which day it happened. Very nice. In the year 2009, it were it were about 100 flights that I took off and that I landed again. And God has just given grace. One cannot say it in another way because the time difference is sometimes great. The last Far East trip, nine hours time difference The last trip to South America, again, seven hours time difference. Then are coming the night flights to it. And then, very quickly, the body gets into trouble. But God has just given again and again new strength. And for this, we are very, very grateful to our God. And we can say it here as a testimony. Probably no other year we experienced that God's word has so much accomplished as in the last year. It really seems that the word is addressing the people, is speaking to the people. That revelation is joined with the preaching. And then you, of course, know what I have said. Where revelation is, there no discussions are going on anymore. And where discussions are, there is no revelation yet. So, 
No discussions, please, but revelation. And revelation comes from God. Matthew 16, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. Then I have something more here, which I want to say gratefully. Up to now, we had 79 persons, brothers, whom we supported worldwide, especially in the poorest countries. One was added now. Five new ones were suggested. Some are getting 200, the other 400, the others 600, depending on their, on their needs depending how many brothers are supporting. So we thank you and the Lord. Mainly this mission work is carried by Switzerland, Austria and Germany. And recently also other brothers and sisters are coming to it from other countries who are sharing in the costs. And, and I can tell you, I will not tell you the amount I don't which was spent. I don't tell it to you. But it was more than a million. And God has given grace, just given grace beyond measure. One hardly can imagine in what kind of way the word of the Lord is really carried into all the countries and to the ends of the earth. And our task is just therein that we not only carry the word, but that the word in the various countries is being carried on. And so, also, God took care of it, that we can help, can help, so that the word in all the countries can be carried. And recently, we also were taking care that the brothers in the various countries can be connected now, that they have internet connection now, and they can listen online. This is just very nice that God has given us this opportunity from this place to transmit in 12 languages into all the world. And all have just to push the right button and they can listen in their own language to the preachings which God has entrusted to us at this place. I just have to say, for me, this is just very precious that I not only personally I want to be very carefully now, careful. In any case, my feet stepped upon between 140 and 150 countries. 
And I'm just so grateful also for the time which God has given me by grace to serve Him, to be available to Him, and then also to translate, to have translated the sermons of Brother Brenham, so that really all all are not only hearing a sermon, but as Brother Brenham sometimes has gone into the personal way of faith. I would not have done it, but he was ordained to it to go into details of his personal life up to the very powerful sermon Marriage and Divorce which, which have become a blessing for many and which have become a fall for some. This was always like this. To some the Lord is said to stand up and for the others the Lord is said to stumble. And who is of God, he does not stumble. He who is from God gets revelation and walks on in the name of the Lord. Now, to all of you, brothers and sisters, from, the, from this country and from abroad, from, every, from, from wherever you are, I thank you that you are doing your part that the word of God can be spread into all the world. A very warm thank you to you. May the Lord reward you. Now, to the political events, to that what is happening in Europe, or in particular in Israel, we will not go into details today, no, just, just briefly, just briefly, 12th of December, the Holy See has repeatedly sent representatives, has re requested the rep representatives of the world community the two-state solution to, to get it on the way and so forth. Yeah. We all know exactly what God said in the first promise to Abraham, Genesis 15, verse 18, that the promised land should be from the river Euphrates up and not only this little country Israel which is now maybe Luxembourg is a little smaller I don't know and this little country shall be now divided and the neighboring countries are 624 times larger than the little Israel and there nobody wants to divide and part and share. But this just belongs to the end time developments. Then, on the one hand, I'm happy. On the other side, it makes me also sad. It says here, in the Knesset, 
in the parliament in Jerusalem, 100 parliament members were debating and discussing, and all had their Bibles with them. All who were present there, they had the Holy Scripture before them, and the subject was Malachi 3, Malachi 4, verse 5, about the coming Elijah. Elijah shall first come. Here, a very nice article about the conversation, about the arguments which were given there. Here, the expectation of his return is in Judaism even today alive. We don't want to go into details now, but when our Lord at that time spoke to the Jews, Elijah has come already and you missed it. You missed the day of the, the gracious visitation. Then we of course have the promise that Elijah will come before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes to turn the hearts of the children of God back to the faith of the fathers, to the beginning. Many things could be said about all these subjects. I just wanted to say a few things today, to report something, what God has done. And it's in the Gospel of Luke. It's emphasized in particular about the sequence in which the things were written and listed as they happened at the beginning. And also for us it is important that we have a sequence, that we know how God in our time has worked, how the sequence was and what God really did. Look, chapter 1. We don't want to read much text now, but it says in the second part, yes, we, perhaps we should read verse 1 completely. Luke 1, from verse 1. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a report of those things which are most surely fulfilled among us, are most surely fulfilled among us. Fulfillment of Scripture. Fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Then, verse 2, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the Word. Not only eyewitnesses, but ministers of the Word who have seen the Word in its fulfillment and who, wit who witnessed it. Then verse 3, It seemed good to me also, having, having had perfect understanding of all things from the, from the very first 
to write unto thee an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus. Just very powerful. From the beginnings, in the right order, as the things have taken their course, from the commission of John, it's written in chapter 1, from verse 11, how the angel Gabriel appeared to Zacharias. I'm asking you, how did Luke know? How could he write everything so precisely? How? That he was even standing at the right side of the incense, altar of incense. And he could, he could report everything precisely. Even verse 16 and 17 in reference to John the Baptist. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And if we then go to Mark chapter 1, then we have a similar report. It just makes me happy beyond measure. Also here, it speaks of the beginning. Today, we are speaking of the end, of the finishing of the time of grace, of the fulfillment of the last promises which are being fulfilled before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 1 from verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Just very powerful. It took its course as in the prophet Isaiah, as written, as written in the prophet Malachi. From the very first verse in the Gospels, it was reported what at that time took place. And it was shown forth in what kind of way Bible prophecies were fulfilled. Now, that you will not forget it, let me read a couple of verses from the Gospel of Matthew, namely just, just that part 
which has the power in it. Matthew 1, verse 22. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, the same we read, in verse 14 and verse 15 of Joseph and then especially in verse 15 in Matthew 1 and there he, he remained until the death of Herodes that the word might be fulfilled which the Lord had spoken by the mouth of the prophets who said Out of Egypt I have called my son. Verse 17. At that time was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. It's it's Matthew chapter 2. Always fulfillment, fulfillment and fulfillment. One can read it in all these chapters. And the men of God in the New Testament, they were were putting emphasis on it to give the evidence that Bible prophecy at that time were being fulfilled. If we today were set by God, Today, then we cannot speak around God and cannot bypass the word of God. But in the name of the Lord, we have to show forth in what kind of way Bible prophecy is being fulfilled in our time. Now, in chapter 4, verse 14, chapter 4, verse 14, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, always fulfillment of scripture. Up to John chapter 19, where the last events are reported and time and again we are finding the same word fulfilled. John 19, one can read it here. For instance, verse 28. John 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, I thirst, that the scripture might be fully fulfilled, to the last detail, fully fulfilled, says the German Bible, also in our time. It will happen. It was said in the word of introduction of the latter rain. Let me read these two scriptures. The one from Zechariah, chapter 10. Zechariah, chapter 10. And here it is verse 1. Zechariah, chapter 10, verse 1. 
Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. James chapter 5, James chapter 5, from verse 7, James 5, verse 7. Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and has long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. And now all of us are addressed to be patient. Verse 8. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts. For the coming of the Lord has come near. Tell me now, 2,000 years have passed. And at that time, James, the disciple of the Lord, the Apostle, has written, Be patient, for the coming of the Lord has drawn very near. Here's the powerful thing. The Bible was written in such a way for all of the period of time until the end that we can read this word today knowing it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. James wrote it down inspired by the Holy Spirit so that we can preach it today. It's just so wonderful. God, of course, knew the beginning and knew the end before the beginning. And we have the word beginning in Mark 1. We also read it in Luke chapter 1. And the Apostle John, he also goes back to the beginning in his epistle. Here, First John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Also he goes back to the beginning. If we would go to John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. And if we would read here in 1 John, uh, John 1 verse 5, and this is the message 
which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And one should actually read on, read on. Here it says in verse 6, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Then in the next verse, verse 7, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. One could read on and on. And we are examining ourselves whether our fellowship is with God, is with God already in such a, in such a state, and also our fellowship with one another, namely the fellowship of the Spirit. But as I announced already, today it's really on my heart to mention a few events, namely, as our Lord said in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, ye shall be my witnesses. A witness must have seen and heard something to testify of it. And I'm just very grateful to God really grateful for all his leadings in all these years. I didn't know anything. I wouldn't have heard anything if God would not have given the grace already in 1955 to have been entrusted with the ministry which he promised and has given. And if I then think about, at that time, with 21 years, yes, how many preachers, how many pastors, how many evangelists from all over Europe were gathered. And here, somebody sits, probably in the third row, and is waiting what might come here. And behold, it came. And it not only came, and it didn't bypass left or right on me, it came into my heart. And I knew from the very first evening, from the first meeting, nobody can do what is happening here except God is with him. Nobody can make Oh, nobody can open a blind-born girl. Nobody could make a, a man walk who was carried in on a stretcher, who was just skin. Only God can heal. And I was watching all this. It, be, it happened before my eyes. Perhaps I was sitting just three meters away from it when all these things are, were happening. 
And I'm just very grateful to God for it, that from the very beginning, I got the connection from God Himself to that ministry, which the Lord promised for our time, and which He has sent. We all read it. You all read it in the last circular letter. Some things had to be said. And as we at this place are not interpreting one single scripture, so we do not permit from this platform, we do not permit to interpret a single statement of Brother Brenham. In all the sermons, there, were, there was no trouble at all. The trouble came only up when brothers took quotes out of context and then rowing one quote after the other to bring their own idea among the people. And one just gets too much if one thinks about that everyone takes only these quotes which are fitting into his thoughts, into his ideas. The others are taking these quotes and then they are beating one another with the statements of Brother Brennan. And this is a thing which is impossible. And therefore, today, from this place, all the people have to be said, have to be told, from the rising of the sun, from New Zealand, and to the going down, from the east to the west, from north to south, it has to be said that no human being on the earth has the right to interpret the word. No man has the right to interpret the quotes of Brother Branham, to take it out of context and to make their own doctrines out of it. Let it, let it be forbidden to everyone in the name of the Lord. We have to come back into lockstep, into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. And you all know, it was of course laid by the Lord in such a way that I only had one desire, to know what this man believes and what he teaches. What, what, what he teaches about Godhead, about baptism, what he believes and what he teaches. And then of course came the nice conference in Dallas, Texas. And the nice day, it was also on 11th of June, 1958. When I just, after the first three days, I had to go to see Brother Brenham and I was asking him, what do you believe? What do you do? What is it all about? I see the difference between your ministry and all the ministries of the other evangelists. And his answer was very brief and short. Brother Frank, my sermons are recorded on tapes. Go to Leo Mercer and ask him to give you some sermons so that you know what I believe and what I teach. Probably you read it in a circular letter. Then I received these sermons. And then, then I knew. Then I knew. In the first sermons, which I heard, especially questions and answers, there was everything in it, from the Garden of Eden 
up to everything. Sometimes, one time, I stopped the recorder. I said, my God, I don't know what this man of God says. I listened to it again. Then it became clearer. And the third time, revelation came. And then there was no trouble anymore. Also, I had a beginning, brothers and sisters. Also, I started with null, with everything. Everything you are, Lord. Everything you have given by your grace. I didn't bring anything of my own. But that, what the Lord has given, this we are just passing on. And the little, the few experiences in comparison to what Paul had or what others made, but some experiences I made also, which are meaning much to me. Also this, I've said before, experiences which we make with God have only to say something to him who makes these experiences personally. For instance, the salvation, the healing, whatever we experience personally has of course a special significance for us. And let me now read now from the commission of the Apostle Paul so that you see how the Lord can lead things, how we can lead things. Here, in the book of Acts, chapter 22, we have, from verse 6, the description of what happened on the way to Damascus. For me, the first three words in the book of Acts 22 Verse 6 are just very, very important. There it happened. He knew exactly where and when and what happened. What impresses me at this experience in particular is the following. Namely, that the Lord has given him the commission. And then he said, Go to Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all the things which are appointed for thee to do. We all would, would think, if the Lord speaks from the supernatural light, from A to Z, all the commission is in it. But let me read it to you. Verse 10, verse 9. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. Then verse 10. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. Oh, yes. That's how the Lord is doing things. He gives a commission. The others don't hear the voice, only he hears it. The others are seeing the light. And Go to Damascus. There it shall be told thee 
of all things which are appointed for thee to do. Was it necessary for God? There had to be witnesses, the witnesses of the commission, that the man is just not, not coming on the scene and says, here I am, the Lord spoke. No, go to Damascus. And here it says now, from verse 11, and when I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus. And then it comes from verse 11. Verse 12. And one Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. And the same hour I looked up upon him. And then, and he said, The God of our fathers has chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. Then verse 16, And now, Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. God led it in such a way. He wanted it that way, that witnesses are there. That not only the man comes on the scene saying, there it happened. No. That they had part in that commission. There it will be said to you what you have to do. Please permit me. If I just can mention this for one moment. We recently said it here again. On the 24th of December 1965, where nobody of us knew what happened with Brother Brenham on the 18th of December, I saw Brother Brenham dressed in his suit on a cloud, bent over like this, going up into heaven. And I was asking myself, what shall this be? I didn't know of any accident. And then came the 31st of December, 1965, the most powerful meeting which we ever had, where the angel of the Lord came into the building with a golden vessel, with a golden cup, 
to receive the prayers of the saints. Where seven prophecies were given by four different persons. And it was said, among other things, My servant, I have laid my sword into your hand. And because I didn't know that Brother Brenham went home already, although I have seen him on the cloud, I rejected it on my inside. And I was thinking by myself, No, the sword is in the hand of Brother Brenham, and not in my hand. <coughs> Excuse me. And when we received the message on the 6th of January of Sister and Brother Armbruster that Brother Brenham went home, then I knew what this all meant. Now, just to mention briefly, I also witnessed the burial, the saddest day in all my life. In all the years, I didn't weep so much as on this day. I was speaking to the Lord and I said, Beloved Lord, how shall your church, how shall your bride be perfected without the ministry which you have given to your servant? And behold, On the evening of the same day, once again an eleventh, I don't know why, maybe because the Lord sent out the last workers at the eleventh hour, but it, it was really an eleventh of April, and behold, at the evening, there came really a bliss of the Lord into the building. I could really sing when the peace of God floods my soul. And it said in my heart, now your time has come to give out the food, to go from city to city, to preach the word. Why did I go nine, Why did I travel to the States in November 1962 to get my answer? Because of what the Lord spoke to me on the 2nd of April. Also this, I mentioned it, here and there I mentioned it. Nobody who was born later can imagine what happened what was going on in 1961 and 62. The wall of, in Berlin was just erected. Russian and American tanks were standing opposite each other at the Brandenburg Gate. There the Cuba crisis and it really seemed as if something would take place. And we all didn't know how things would go on. Sometimes one has to know the circumstances, why things were done, what we, what we did. We have at least ten people in our midst. When the Lord literally mentioned groceries which were to put in store because a famine would come. Under the impression, Berlin crisis, Cuba crisis, and we really 
We packed our basements with groceries. With everything what needs to survive, we packed them. And behold, no crisis came. Nothing came. But there came big trouble over me. Such a big trouble. I cannot explain it to you. In any case, I didn't want to live anymore. I told the Lord, you have spoken and it didn't happen. Take my life. I cannot preach anymore. And then the flight to see Brother Brenham. I'm very grateful to God, even today. We were sitting at the same table, four people, And when he was speaking of the gatherings in Zurich and Karlsruhe, then I lost my patience and I said, Brother Brenham, I have come to ask you something. He just raised his hand like this. He was sitting opposite to me and he said, Brother Frank, may I tell you what the Lord has spoken to you? And in the English language, he repeated word by word what the Lord said to me in the German language, of the groceries, word by word. And then came the answer, you misunderstood it. You were thinking that a natural famine is coming and you stored in natural groceries. God will send a famine to hear his word and the food which you have to store in is the revealed and promised word for this time. He said literally, it is in the sermons which are recorded on tapes. The word tapes came over his lips. At that time, no sermon was printed yet. Also in April 1966, no sermon was printed at that time. It was only recorded on the tapes and later on on cassettes. I just mentioned this because also here witnesses were necessary. They did not only come on the scene and say that it happened, Luisen Street 160, on the second floor, right at the, before the rising of the sun, but that a man of God, a true prophet, repeated and confirmed. And right at the end, he said, Brother Frank, wait with the giving out of the food until you got the rest of it. And when this ministry came to its end, I knew what I had to do. And God has just given grace that the word, the true word, could be carried. And I'm not ashamed to say it here. Whether it should be said loud, I don't know. But all the brothers have carried their own opinion. This I really never did. I only preached what I can preach from the Holy Scripture. And I never had to take something back because God's word remains forever.
And you all know, in the simple circumstances, also that, at that time, I had a good work, I had, I had a good job. I was working for the German government. I was employed at the NATO, NATO. As an English-speaking man, I had a nice salary. And the first thing I, when I returned from the burial, the first thing was to hand it, I have handed in my resignation. Because I knew exactly, I knew 100% now the moment has come to carry the word from city to city and to carry out the commission which the Lord has given. And to the Lord be the thanks. To the Lord be the thanks. In all these years, we, and especially I, have seen the hand of the Lord. And I can say even today, as the Lord himself commanded it, and if you did everything, whatever I commanded you, then say just that you are unworthy servants. Nothing came from me. Everything what I passed on, I received from the Lord. And to be honest, if I then think about the supernatural experiences, just today I looked into a very old calendar, Saturday of 9th of October, flight from Bombay to Madras. Yes. And on that Wednesday morning, at around 10 o'clock in the morning, he said with a loud voice, My servant canceled the flight to India. And I did it. And I was not part of the 96 passengers which went up in flames after the taking off of the plane. God, in the course of the years, He has held His hand over me. And I have to also say, for the glory of God, he laid his hand over his work. If it would not be this way, then we would not be here today. And also here one doesn't have to go into detail. But the enemy, time and again, he has, he, he likes to destroy. The gifts and ministries are for the edification, but the enemy only comes to destroy. You can read it your own, as written in the Gospel of John, chapter 10. And because we have today the first meeting in this year and I think we are not only filled with hope but we are filled with a longing with a deep longing that the Lord might complete His work. And if I would now ask who feels still well on this earth no hand would go up anymore. No single hand would go up anymore. Really, if I would ask today, who of you feels at home on this earth still? Who feels well? You can have the nicest house. 
a nice kitchen, a nice living room, the nicest spouse. Take me from this earth, as this German pious song goes. Take me from this earth, Lord, as this German song goes. We are of the conviction that the return of the Lord is really at hand. But for me, for me, as the carrier of the word, and to this, I just would like to read Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Here, Paul also spoke about from verse 1, Romans 1, from verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to preach the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. What do you think now? On what do you think now? What we read in Mark, in Luke, back to the beginning, the gospel of God, preaching it, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scripture. And all these promises have found their fulfillment. Now the promise has to be fulfilled. The gospel of the kingdom of God shall be preached unto all nations for a witness. And then the end shall come. Must not now be fulfilled that the everlasting gospel is being preached unto all nations and tongues. God is of course watching over his word. Dear brothers and sisters, actually, we should be very joyful and thanking God that we are now having part, a direct part in that what God is doing right now in this time. What he promised. Then it says here, verse 3, 4 and 5, concerning his son who came forth of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead by whom we have received now comes the verse which I want to emphasize by whom we have received grace and apostleship to work obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Brothers and sisters, that's what's all about actually. Not only to speak of a message and a messenger, but to work obedience to the faith among all those who have heard the divine message and who get it revealed. Disobedience and unbelief were always given for the fall of Israel. Always the trespass. Unbelief 
and disobedience from the Garden of Eden on. It continued with Israel and also in the church and also with all of us. But now, at the end of the time of grace, and here it speaks of grace, we have received grace and apostleship. Also about this we will speak. Exodus 33. If I have really found grace in thy sight, then let me know thy ways. And as we read in Psalm, if the breath of life goes out of a man, then his plans are at its end. But at Calvary, when our Lord said, I commit my spirit into your hands, then the end of the one period was, was here. But it was the beginning of a very new period. And the same it is in our lives. The one period of disobedience and of unbelief comes to its end. And the next period of faith and of obedience starts. Now, just to finish what I wanted to say today, for me it was also a great privilege when probably it was the 18th of December 1969 in Washington. I was held. I had this, I've seen this photo in the Hall of Art. I was asking Brother Green whether he ever made the effort and he said no I never he never made this effort but I at that time I was searching the whole morning and a quarter after 11 I have seen this picture only because Brother Brenham has said that it hangs in the religious hall of art. I just made the effort. I wanted to convince myself. I believed it, yes. But I tell you, it's one thing to believe and then the other thing is to see it with one's own eyes. This is then something very different. Then one becomes an eyewitness. I can still remember the words. I can still remember the words of this older gentleman. He said, Sir, we, we have no description of this photo. This photo will end up in the drawer. He was pulling a drawer in front of me to say it will land one day in the drawer. No description was given to it. But let me really close now the subject. For me, it's just so important that I not only he hear things, not only that I, but that I became an eyewitness, becoming an eyewitness of the ministry of Brother Brenham. Afterward, one can say many things. But if one was part of it oneself, part of it when the gift of discernment was manifested, experiencing it personally, how God in our time was at work. And then, of course, for me, it was very important that people are connected with God. This I have written very clear 
in the circular letter that we are not joined, connected with a prophet, but as our Lord said, follow me, follow me. And up to today, Jesus Christ as the Son of Man, as the one who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, And it's not enough that we hear the voice of a prophet. We have to hear the voice of God from the Word of God. Also this you all know. I don't have to say, show it to you again. This photo you all know. On the 28th of February, here a long report of that, what Dr. James MacDonald from the University of Tucson has written. And you also know this Life magazine. Also here, a report of the supernatural cloud. And then in this world-renowned magazine, it's written. And then comes the description, 28th of February. Then the details are given. And if one then thinks about Brother Branham received the instruction to go there into the mountains, and there it happened. He has seen it before in a vision. And the connection is of the opening of the seven seals. And so we have just received the connection to the supernatural working of God in our time. Also here, Brother Branham could have said many, many things. Also here, he could have said many things. But then, when this photo was examined in Washington by Dr. George J. Lacey, and when he has given his report, that no double exposure took place and that the light was there, otherwise it, the lens could not have taken it. And the same is here now, with that what is written in Science Magazine and also in Life Magazine. If we would not have these reports, then the people could have said, the people, oh, this man can explain many things. The, this man didn't say much, but God did much. God himself did many things. And here we have the witnesses. And it was really on my heart. I needed these evidences. I needed these testimonies. Not only words. I just wanted to be sure to pass these things on with the same certainty what we have received from the Lord. Let us summarize of what it is about today. With great gratefulness, I'm looking back to the year 2009. By faith, trusting all of us. In faith, we are looking into the year 2010. And we all know God is never too late. And we also remember Second Peter 3, God is not slack with his promise, but is long-suffering 
until the last ones are called. Let us be honest. If the Lord would have come already 20 years ago, how many would not be part of it? If he would have come 10 years ago, how many would not have part of it? No, not so, Brother Kupfer. Many would not be part of it. Yes. And if he would have come a year ago, then there would also be some who would not be part of it. God is long-suffering until, until the last one is being called out. And only then, only then, the door is closed. So, we are grateful that we are part of them who in this time are hearkening to the call, to the voice of the Lord. According to the word of the scripture, today, not yesterday, not tomorrow, today, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. I believe out of conviction that as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, so Brother Brenham was sent with the divine message which will forerun the second coming of Christ. The message of calling out, of preparation, the message that everything has to be restored in its original condition. And we believe God. We believe the promises which He has given. And as we read in Matthew, and also in John 19, everything was fulfilled. And if Dr. Larkin has counted right, then at the first coming of Christ, 109 prophecies were fulfilled. I didn't count them. But everything what was predicted, what was foretold, was fulfilled. And also this I said many times, 4,000 years since Adam and Eve, they were waiting for the promise that the, that the divine seed would come through the woman who would bruise the serpent's head, giving the redemption, taking away the power of death. He will... Bru you will, he will bruise your heel and you will bruise his head. 4,000 years went and came. And when the time of fulfillment came, then the Pharisees were taking care that the people, that the people could not believe because they had their own interpretations. With many tears, our Lord was weeping on the Mount of Olives because the people of God did not, because the people of God missed their day of visitation. Today it's our turn. God willing, we will speak tomorrow about it. That God has a way with His church and this way He walks until the end. We are gathered here in His name. And I believe today we should really give thanks to the Lord in particular. Thanking Him for the privilege that among all these various voices, and there are many, please, let, let, let us be honest, without judging, all are, me, all are thinking to be in the right. 
every evangelist, all the churches, all denominations, all, also the 350 denominations who are now joined in the World Council of Churches and all who are walking in direction Rome, all of them are convinced of themselves that they are right. And that was it. And then we go from one charismatic person to the other. If one reads there the prophecies which they are giving, oh, it's just deception and again deception, nothing else. And if we then find out that we, by the word, are addressed by the word personally, and that everything is placed and based biblically, this is grace. We didn't just, just preach something and let it hang into the air. No, today we, as those at the beginning, we can say, there it happened, that the scripture might be fulfilled. All these things happened, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Just having part in that, what God is presently doing. And this is the grace of the election, of the predestination before the foundation of the world. We don't take any salvation away from any man. No, God knows who is a believer and who is an unbeliever. God knows it. This we don't have to judge. But one thing we also know, Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 says, He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Also this we know, in the Old Testament, those who didn't obey the call in the year of Jubilee, The ear was pierced. Their ear was pierced. And that was it. They forever had to remain there where they were. Even the trumpet sounds, when the message of God is given, when the year of Jubilee was proclaimed, one has to believe. One has to go on, on the inside. Otherwise, the ear is pierced. And this hour does not return anymore. So, To us, we have just one thing left, without judging, without judging, just being grateful, grateful that the Lord has pardoned us and that we have heard his call, that we have experienced a conversion, that we received a new life by his grace. And today, in the first meeting of this year, I have a special request, a special wish, that all who have not yet, who couldn't yet break through, who have some kind of doubt in their salvation or conversion with their reconciliation with God, that you just receive it now, that you accept it as a gift from God. Because God was in Christ, the blood of the Lamb was shed, the recon reconciliation took place, receive it, accept it as a gift from God. Then also all those who are coming to the Lord for healing. I don't know whether we are so far already that creation miracles can take place. We have to leave it up to God. We are waiting for it. Yes, I am waiting for it. 
I don't know how it will happen, but it will happen. Brother Branham has seen it. He has seen how people came in with one hand and walked out with two hands. He has seen how very powerful things have happened. That, that really the people, they lost their speech, they couldn't believe. Brother Brenham saw it in a vision. One reporter wanted to ask how this has happened. And this woman just walked on because it happened, happened. Next one, next one. It will come. It Don't worry. God will not owe us any answer. All time is left for him. Today is a thanksgiving service. Today is a thanksgiving service for the faithfulness of God. A thanksgiving service that he has given us the great privilege, also me, as an eyewitness, to be part, to see, to hear. And I can say of a certainty, I can carry the divine message without adding anything to it or taking away from it. Just placing everything biblically, everything on the foundation of the apostles and prophets as it is written. And this is our faith. The faith as the scripture says. And also there, the rivers of living waters will flow. Please, let us expect from the Lord, from the very first meeting, whatever way they will continue, that God will confirm himself and manifest himself in our midst in a supernatural way, that he confirms his word by salvation, by healing, by revelation, in whatever way it might happen. Just that the Lord in our midst, in our lives, can come to his right. And that we all come to our right spiritually. How many believe the divine message? All. All. Amen. Amen. Let us stand up. We sing the chorus, Only Believe. And then we will pray firstly for all who have trouble, for all the requests which we can bring to him.
Dear brother, dear sister, have you now this faith that with you, that in you God's word can be confirmed and that you can make your personal experience, whether it be healing or salvation or deliverance, that on Calvary the price was paid. And that we not only carry a message, but that we may say, Jesus Christ is the message which we carry through the country, as a German song goes. This is the message of the cross, of the crucified one. And then comes to it the message about the return of Jesus Christ, where everything is included. It is and remains the message of God which we carry. And God's word is true. Receive it today. Accept it today. Who, who wants to accept it for, from you? Who you would like to consecrate your lives to the Lord? All you who have troubles. Beloved Lord, you ever faithful God, you always confirmed your word. And wherever you held a meeting, there you have forgiven sins, there you healed the sick. And we ask you, manifest thy presence today in our midst, by healing, by salvation, by deliverance. Let today great things happen for the glory and for the praise of your holy name receive of what you have asked for and prayed for. Forgiveness of sins is given to you if you believe it. Healing is given to you if you believe it. The Lord has given promises and by his death on the cross of Calvary and then by his resurrection he confirmed it by his suffering and dying has given the redemption, the forgiveness, the healing. By grace he has given it. And through his resurrection he confirmed that it really was accomplished and that it happened. Nobody needs to get lost. You can be saved today. Today. It can happen. Receive it. In particular, all the young people, all the newcomers, on the first meeting day in this year, do you want to consecrate yourself to the Lord? Do you want to consecrate yourself? Let us sing, just as I am. And if somebody feels like to come to the front, to consecrate his or her life to the Lord, then just, just come, just as I am.
I once again would like to warn the young people, come and consecrate your life to the Lord. And then it will be the nicest day of your life. Let us sing it once again, just as I am. I can imagine that also there whereby the, by the tr- transmission of the services I think here on our precious brothers and sisters in Edmonton that they will, that will pray with their children and all over the world God is calling out God saves God saves We emphasized it before. Today, if you hear his voice, and especially children of believing parents, they may come to the Lord. They may come to the Lord. As Brother Brenham said very rightly, God has no grandchildren. God has only children. And therefore, we just ask together that God blesses, that He saves, that He just gives grace. How many of you can believe as it is written? As many as received Him, to them He gave power to become the children of God, even to them who believe on His name. You believe on His name? Not so. You believe on His name. In His name is salvation, grace, forgiveness, which God has given us. There is no other name given to man under heaven. And the Lord says, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. He receives and he accepts. He forgives trespasses and does not remember sin anymore. More wonderful things God could not do for eternity than to pardon us as we would have never sinned in our lives before. All this is over. It's drowned in the sea of forgetfulness. God does not remember the trespasses anymore because the blood of the Lamb was shed on the cross of Calvary. Full atonement, full forgiveness, full salvation God has given us. Please receive it, accept it by faith. Let us pray together. Repeat after me until you will pray alone. Dear Lord Jesus, all please pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you. 
Please save my soul. Forgive my sins. Be merciful to me. Receive me. Accept me. I'm asking you. I believe that you died for me on the cross of Calvary. That you have shed your blood. That you redeemed me. I am your possession. I am accepting you. And I'm thanking you. Beloved Lord, I thank you. I thank you. My Lord. Bless, save, forgive, be merciful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God. Receive it. Receive it. Thank the Lord. Thank God. Glorify His blood. Glorify Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. May Your blessing be manifested. Your presence. Your Holy Spirit. May He come over the whole meeting. A new day. A new beginning. Praise, honor, and glory. Hallelujah.
Let us sing the chorus. Let us sing the chorus. Only believe. And then grace. Grace. And again grace. Dear Lord, I thank you with all my heart that tonight you have done great things. And you are saying to all of us, Psalm 103, who forgiveth all thy sins and who healeth all thy diseases, who crowneth, who redeemeth thy life from destruction and who crowneth thee with mercy and loving kindness. You are, all, you are saying to all of us what is written in Isaiah 53. And dear Lord, I am asking you that now every brother and every sister receives himself personally silently that we all are included personally that we not only pray or give thanks who forgiveth all thy diseases who forgiveth all my sins who redeemeth my life from destruction who crowneth me today it's happening with you today it's happening with me with us and therefore we are just thanking the Lord for his wonderful grace the Redeemer died for me He shed his blood for me. Everything happened for me. And all happened for you. For each one. And so we'll sing, giving glory to the Lord with all our hearts. Oh, it is Jesus. Oh, it is Jesus. You can return to your seats by faith. The Lord did it. Amen. You may be seated for a short while.